Good evening, everybody. Time for another BrickBox live chat. Once again, my name is Jim. This is Shane. This is Dave. And today we are going to talk about Lego investing and maybe some reselling. Uh, so today we have a very special guest with us. I'm very pleased and very happy uh, that he is here. His name is Dave. The reason why we have him here is because he does have a BrickLink store and he makes, you know, decent money. He, he, he's able to put food on the table uh, for his family with the BrickLink store. And so, you know, BrickLink, I know for me, you know, there's a lot of questions that I've had. I've dabbled with BrickLink in the past. And so we wanted to bring a guest on to our very first BrickBucks live chat and talk a little bit about BrickLink. So, Dave, thanks so much for coming on tonight. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. So I guess one of the first questions that I have is what made you gravitate towards BrickLink at the very beginning and open up your store? As opposed to no, just, sets, just, you mean? Or? No, just, just you know, were you driving in your car one day and, and <laughs> you know, you, you saw something about BrickLink in the past and you're like, you know what, I think I'm going to investigate that a little bit more or did you maybe have a friend or neighbor that was into bricklink how, how did you you know evolve i heard of yeah i heard of bricklink um i think just on my own after collecting lego for a few months mm -hmm. then i i saw there was bricklink and i was like wow you can buy anything you want from lego on there new or used that was when i decided i wanted to collect every minifigure there was right. and huh. um like and every minifigure my... that Lego ever made, or like every minifigure with Star Wars or Friends? No, just every everyone. Well, <laughs> to be honest, I'm I'm probably not gonna do Friends or Elves. Th th yeah. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, but it, it started off as collecting. I was a collector, right? And I had a I had my own business, which you know made decent money, so I didn't need to make money with Lego. So basically, Lego was where I spent money, right? Uh, and I was aware of BrickLink, you know, I've been aware of it for the past couple of years. So, and I've only been collecting for three years. And when the pandemic hit, when everything was shut down, my, my main job basically, you know, went dead. I had, I had no more uh, business. Uh, basically what I do, I do balloon animals for kids parties and, you know, with the shutdown, then no, no more uh, parties, no more events. So I had to kind of figure out what I wanted to do. And I had all this Lego and I had been buying these new sets uh, just to hold. But I figured, hey, what if I do BrickLink? Uh, you know, I, I spent a couple months researching it, uh, watched a bunch of YouTube videos of other BrickLink sellers. And that's when I decided, you know, hey, I want to give this a try. So I hear from a lot of people and they've never really gone too in depth that you have to have a lot of time on your hands to own a BrickLink store and be successful. Can you maybe chat me up on that and, and, you know, talk about how much time you've spent and, you know, I don't know, I'm just spitballing here, you know, from Genesis of buying a set to breaking it down to listing it and, mm -hmm. you know, all over again, can, can you just chat with me about the process and, and, how long of a, a period of time it really takes? Yes. Um, typically, you buy a set. Well, they're, they're different BrickLink sellers. So there are those who sell new, just new, and some who sell mostly used, and some do both. 
right now I just do new parts. So for me, my process is just buying sets on clearance, sometimes retail, but usually it's clearance. And then I have to make sure it parts out for a certain multiple. You know, usually the in the brick the Brickland community, seller community, they like three times or more. So for example, if you buy a set for $20, you want the parts to be worth $60 on Brickling. If the parts are only worth $20, there's no point in spending $20 on that set. You spend all that time breaking it apart, pack the orders, sell it, you break even. After fees, you actually lose money. Yeah. So it has to be, you know, a multiple. Right. And it takes time, you know, you buy you buy multiples of a set, usually three, four, five, sometimes 10 or 20. I know some of the top sellers, they part out maybe a hundred or 200 of the same set. So, you know, they're getting multiples of a single piece. That way it saves time, you know, instead of, cause you have to go through each part in a set. It's better if you have multiples. Right. And then every mm -hmm. single part has to be sorted out and then put away somehow, whatever system you have. I use these Serialite drawers you see behind me. But every lot and mostly every color I have separated so I can find them as quickly as I can. So when an order comes in, I have to pick the order, pick the parts, bag them, ship them out, and that's the process. That's really interesting, David, that you mentioned that you look for 3X. Um, because yes. in the world of, of sealed sets, like what we talk about on the YouTube channel, we, we take a similar approach, but we do it for a different reason. I think it's the fees, right? So if you're selling on Amazon, a lot of, a lot of sellers like to just mentally think about it as, um, they take a third, right? It's not always a third, but you know, if you, if you want to do it quick, uh, they take a third. If you buy something for, for 10 and you want to yeah. double your money, you got to sell it for 30 because Amazon's taking 10 as well. Um, so, you know, we're, we're not thinking about it for the time that goes into it. I think that was interesting that you, you mentioned that. So on Bricklink, obviously the fees are a lot lower, but the time that you're putting into it is where you need to, to make that back. Yeah. 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 The fees on Bricklink is 3%. If you have a larger purchase, it drops down to two and then to one and PayPal takes 3%. So your fees are around 6%. So it's not, not too bad. Fantastic. Yeah. That actually isn't yeah. that bad. <laughs> yeah. A lot of viewers here yeah. are kind of jealous. Uh, <laughs> if you can sell on Amazon and only uh, have 6% fees, that'd be pretty amazing, huh? Imagine. Right. <laughs> and so, David, do you do seal sets at all then, or is it you only do part outs? Um, you mean selling in my store? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have some small sets that I, ha I had listed in my store. Um, you know, the gift with purchases, sometimes I'll have one or two and I'll just put it up for sale in my store, but mostly I try and part it out. Cause I, I can get a lot more money from parting out a set than, uh, selling it sealed. And I already have the system down where everything's organized. You know, if I didn't have all these drawers, I, you know, I would stick with sets cause I, you know, I, I'd be able to get to them quicker. But because I already have the system down, it just makes more sense that I part it out. Yeah. 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 So I've I've been doing Bricklink for I started parting sets out last June. And then I opened my store mid-July. So I haven't been doing this for that long. 
Um, but I do have a system wow. down and it's pretty efficient. And you're successful at, at it. Yes. But I have over 900,000 parts in my store right now. Wow. And I, I've sold over 150,000. So I, so basically I've gone through a million parts parting out or adding it, add into my inventory. So it's a so, lot. So, so whenever you go to bed at night, are you, are you thinking about certain pieces in your head or? <laughs> no, no. See, that, that's the thing with work. Uh, when you turn a hobby into work, you don't think about it anymore. When it's a okay. hobby, you still think about it. Right, right. Yeah. That's a good point. It's <laughs> a good way to get it off your mind then is to turn it into work. Um, so let's pull up a, a comment um, question. How do you identify okay. the best sets to purchase for part out? There, uh, if you go, oh yeah, hey, someone knows my store. Probably see me on Brick Slingers. Okay. But anyway, um, uh, yeah, if you go to Bricklink, there's a page. Uh, it's let me see. It's a price guide. That's what's called the Bricklink price guide. You can actually put in the set number, and it'll tell you what all the parts are worth according to the last six month prices sold prices and then also uh you i'll tell you what the current listing prices are what all the parts are worth because that's going to be a little bit higher and then if you have an, a store and an inventory i'll tell you you know the parts that you have in your inventory what all that's worth okay so yeah. my question is and you know i apologize if this sounds like an ignorant question but are there because i know nothing about bricklink but are there certain parts or pieces that are kind of like sealed lego sets that over time appreciate or is it you know there's the demand is already out there because this part has already been in circulation well it's interesting uh you mentioned that the, the approach to parts is a little different than with sets any part that's available in a current set is going to go down in value generally speaking because the supply it just a whole bunch of parts came in from all the sets that have it. And when that set retires, those parts will slowly go up in value because the supply goes down, then the prices will go up. But that also depends on whether or not the next wave of sets have those parts. Okay. So it varies by part. And for someone to actually do a and an analysis of all those parts, it's impossible unless they have, they know computers really well, they can design the program. And the guy who did, who designed Brick Freedom, that's another app, uh, he could probably do it, but he's really busy with Brick Freedom right now. Um, okay. But it, so yeah, so certain parts are, are gold. I have parts that sell for more than uh, gold, like, Buy the pound. I have one part. I won't give it away because I don't want other people to buy it, and then, yeah. and then I can't sell it at my price. But <laughs> I won't buy it. Yeah, but buy the pound. <laughs> Nobody here will buy, buy the it. pound. Those parts. If I have a pound of those parts, uh, selling at the price I sell it, at, and I've I've made multiple sales of it at that price, it would be ninety thousand dollars a pound. Yeah, All right. Well. After after this uh, chat, I'm I'm going to be doing some due diligence, and <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Wow. wow, that is crazy. So, you know, I I've said in the past, I I work in the auto industry, and 
you know, Lego kind of reminds me uh, of that in a sense where, you, you know, you have your brand new set, you know, it's sealed just kind of like a car. And then people sell, you know, used sets, used cars. And then, you know, everybody's always buying you uh, car parts on Amazon. And, mm-hmm. you know, I know a lot of people that work in the parts department. And whenever I see them, I say to myself, I wonder how well you would do in a Bricklink store. Uh, so, you know, I guess, I guess that's how, I mean, I could be wrong. I, I guess that's kind of how I see you and, you know, but it's, it's a lot more cleaner work environment. Yeah. yeah. Um, quick. Yeah. Uh, talk about work. Oh. Yeah. Talk about work environment. I have to deal with dust here and it is, that's like, that's my number one enemy because I don't have everything in baggies. Some stores they'll put zip bags, everything's bags, but I don't want to have to unzip every single time I need a part that for me, that just too much work. I'd rather just pull out a drawer and grab the parts I need. Now they're still in drawers, but they're cracks, you know, dust right. can get in. And then, uh, so every now and then I'll open a drawer that I rarely pull out and I rarely grab these parts. And I notice this thin layer of dust on these parts. And that's really frustrating because I was like, these are new parts and I gotta, I gotta clean it out somehow, maybe get a compressed air can blow it out, whatever. But is I there have, a particular hmm? color? I would I would think maybe black where the dust is more noticeable. Yes. Black or dark blue or brown, any of the darker colors is noticeable, but I think somehow they just the static on it maybe absorbs the um I don't know, dust sticks to it more. Hmm. Or maybe just more visible, like you said. And David, is it big? Is yes. it a bit? Is it a common occurrence where you'd have, you know, customers complaining or leaving feedback that you know that the, these parts are not new? You said they were new, and they're not new because they're a little bit dusty or something like that. Well, I don't. I, if there's dust, I make sure it's before I put it in the bag to send it out. I make sure it's clean and top notch. Sometimes with the tile pieces or slopes, I will actually look at it to make sure there aren't too many scratches on it. Even though it's new from the box, there will be scratches on a lot of pieces. I will actually take out those that have scratches, even though it's still brand new. Uh, just because I'm very picky, you know, I don't want anyone to be complaining. And also, my a big thing is my prices are are not cheap on my store. So if someone's willing to pay that much, then I don't want to uh, give them a scratched up piece. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Uh, so a question that I've always had for those who part out um, sets and sell this way is how do you find, like how is the sales volume on, on Bricklink for pieces, right? Because things like eBay and Amazon, we can very easily see. Uh, if I'm thinking about buying a set on uh, to resell on eBay, I can quickly check, you know, what, what, what is this thing selling for and how often is it selling? Same with Amazon. There are tools to see, um, you know, even without the, the, the tools, you can look at uh, bestseller rank and get an understanding of the, the, the demand. So, you know, ha- like what's it like in the, in the BrickLink environment when it comes to sales volume? A BrickLink is pretty amazing. If you go to a specific part, you can go to the price guide and it'll tell you in the last six months uh, how many have sold. Oh, well. And it'll tell you at what price for each sale 
like so this sale 10 pieces sold at 10 cents it keeps track of every single sale in the last six months and then it you know anything older gets purged so that's pretty amazing you can look at that and it'll tell you stats like um in the last six months how many total pieces sold and then total number of sales that had that piece or orders that had that piece and then i'll tell you current pieces available so you can look at that and kind of look at okay if the last six months ten thousand pieces sold but currently there's only two thousand pieces left so you know that price is going to go up and you want to have that piece and That's then there are crazy. pieces where yeah, and then there are pieces where last six months five pieces sold, you know, and then supply, there are thousand pieces on the market, and everyone's mm. lowballing each other to try and get rid of it. You know, so you can kind of look at it. But again, that's over over a hundred thousand different pieces. They have the data for that, but who's going to comb through it to find the best pieces? That's amazing. And there's no tools to do that in bulk, I imagine. No, not not in Bricklink. Basically, you have to program it yourself. You have to yeah. access the API, and there are limits to that as well. So it's okay. it's not an easy task. That's amazing because they're they're giving the whole game away right there. You know, this mm -hmm. is obviously in any reselling. Um, or commerce in general. This is what it's all about. It's about the supply and demand and, and finding mm -hmm. those, those opportunities. That's the perfect balance between them. And with with Amazon or any of the other platforms, you kind of have to figure those things out uh, yeah. manually. You know, so that's it's amazing yeah. to hear that they they have it all there for you. But with the with the parts game, it's a little bit different than sets. It's not about having that piece and doing the right pricing on it. It's about having the combination of pieces that people want. So kind of how Jim did his video, um, I think got the Rover, was it the Mars Rover? Yes. You got parts for that? Yeah. Curiosity Rover. So yes. And you used a want list, right? Yes. And you just hit a button to buy. Yep. Uh, so that's what a lot of people do. They have this huge list and they hit that want list. And if you have those, you shoot up to the top. Wow. So the key is to be up there. And here's the little secret. If you're up there, it doesn't matter what your prices are. A lot of times you will get the sale. So because, a lot of, I'm sorry, because you ahead. have what they need, because you have what they need. Right. Yeah. Now, um, someone may be like, okay, I don't want to sell this part for 10 cents. I'd rather sell it for 20 cents. And you're like, no way you're selling a double what everyone else is selling. But, to someone who's buying a whole bunch of parts, they don't care about 10 cents here or there. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? So, so, the, so it's a little bit different than selling whole sets on eBay or Amazon. It's about having a wide variety so that when people search with their want list, your store will show up. Mm -hmm. So there's a bit of a snowball effect to it then, I imagine, right? When you're first staffing up your store, you know, when you get started, you're, you don't have enough of an inventory, but as you scale... Exactly. You know, there's a yeah. snowball effect. Yeah. The more parts you have in variety, the more sales you'll get. But the problem is you you're selling stuff off. You're losing parts. So yeah. it's it's a struggle for a lot of stores to keep the inventory up. But they want to make the sales, so they have the prices low enough, but then they sell out of some good parts 
and it's just constantly trying to, you know, trying to resupply. And right now with um, with the limited supply of clearance deals, you know, it's hard to do that. Some stores are kind of leaving the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, we have another viewer comment here or question here. Um, <laughs> I don't think you're going to talk about your top pieces, um, but uh, specifically, but I guess broadly, um, you know, what's it like trying to keep stuff in stock that you know is a bestseller, uh, yeah. you know, and, and you have to kind of, you know, that this is a, a hidden gem maybe, and you have to stay on top of it. I have a want list of all the parts that I've, uh, I've checked with the database, if they're good or not. And I, I save it to that list and I have notes on every part. Um, I don't know how many parts, I think I have around 700 parts right now. So it's not a lot, but anytime I go to a Brickling store, I'll look at that list, what they have. And usually I'm buying at least 10 different parts from that store. So I do have a list. Uh, that's just something you have to keep track of yourself. I mean, there isn't too much to share, but I'll, I'll say this, uh, light bluish gray is the best color to have. Um, like any s stores out there, they should just raise their prices on all their light bluish gray, period. I mean, there's no point in selling it at the last six months average. That's what a lot of stores do because light bluish gray just sells so well. And uh, people are gonna buy it either way, whether it's 50% more than last six month average or, you know, or, or not. Um, so light bluish gray is definitely the highest demand. And also a lot of your basic stuff, bricks, plates, and tiles, they sell well. And for me to restock, um, a lot of times I buy from Lego themselves. You know, you can buy from their website. They have two different channels of buying just parts. And also I buy from other Brickling stores, which is kind of scary sometimes. I'll buy from a store and then they send me these parts all scratched up and dented up and it's listed as new. Yeah. And I, I, don't, I don't complain or write bad reviews. So I just like toss it in my used bin. And then I, I just uh, make a note of that store not to buy from them again. That, that was going to be my question. Like, 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 is there arbitrage on Bricklink like there is on Amazon? So, so like if the ATST was going for 40 bucks, you, you know, you just buy it all up and then you wait 18 months and then you sell it for 120 or something like that. I, I was curious if there was something like that on Bricklink. But I, um, I wouldn't say with not the whole so much. You can do that with the minifigs. Like if if you buy the ATST, that's the one with Cara Dune, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then you hold on to Cara Dune. So this is why I did. I, um, I parted out, I think six of those sets last year, before any of the cancellation or you know before all that stuff went down. Way before. And her fig was going about seven dollars each, six dollars, and I listed mine at twenty-one dollars. It was like the highest of anyone, or second highest. All my figures on my on my Bricklink are like three times what it's sold for in the last six months. Right. Just because I don't want to sell them, I'm holding on to them until they go up in value. Now, what happened was, all of a sudden, I sold a Caradune, and this was right. Like two days or one day after 
um, she tweeted, she sent out that tweet, literally like <laughs> one or two days after. And I was like, interesting, you know, and, and, I, and I looked at the stats. I was the lowest price in the market at that time right. at $21. So that means everyone else sold out. And I quickly went in. I still had four left. I bought mine to $30. And then there were a few people before me. But within two weeks, markets flooded again, you know, and, and people are starting to drop the price on that. Because, you know, the price went up. So everyone went out and bought ATSTs to part out. This is fascinating stuff, man. I mean, this is fascinating stuff. I mean, this is just me. But if I were to open my Brickling store, a Brickling store, I'll, I'll open one up 10 years from now and I'll, I'll have my kids manage it or something. I would do yeah. my due diligence, right? But it sounds like kind of in a way with, with you know, some Lego investors out there, and I'm not by any means trying to be, you know, disparaging, but, you know, there, there will be some people that really don't do due dil diligence. They may go on a forum or something like that, and they'll say, okay, that must be a popular set. I'll buy it. And, you know, they'll buy these pieces and, and break it down, but they really don't necessarily know what they have. Would that, for some people, would that be an accurate statement? Mm, it, it won't affect them that much. If if you buy a bad set, it's um, it's. Well, I don't know how you would define a bad set as far as parts go. As long as your multiple is high enough, it it's it won't really be a bad set. Maybe if you get into like friends or trolls, I part out a lot of those sets, and those pieces don't really sell, but. When I say those pieces don't sell, I mean maybe 50% to 60% of those pieces don't sell. The other half will sell because they're grays or blacks or red or blue, just the main, you know, black or white. Those main colors will sell well. And uh, so like with any piece, there, with any set, there are always pieces that will sell. So if, if you're buying it cheap enough, uh, it should be no problem. But if you're buying a set at retail, and the parts are worth the same as retail, that's a bad set. But you, you should never even go there if you check how much the parts are worth, you know? So what exactly do you do with your bin of no selling parts? Like, does it get to a point where you have this large container full and then you throw it in a clear trash bag, you take a picture and put it on Craigslist and you just sell it by the pound or? I will probably do that eventually. Okay. <laughs> but... You know, I'm, I like to give give people a chance to buy that part, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, well, and it, have, sounds like, yeah. it sounds like you know what you're doing, so that probably doesn't happen that much. Am I right? Well, it's, it's tricky. I mean, I do know what I'm doing in certain parts, but I can't micromanage everything. Right. Yeah. If I look into my – if I go to my account, more than half of the lots that I have, have never sold a single piece. So I have 12,000, I think 500 different items, different lots in my store, and more than half have never sold a single piece. I'm not going to go down and track it or, you know, um, pull them out or lower their prices. I'll just leave it be for now. 
what if I have time and I really need to do that, I can. But right now, I I do enough sales where I don't have to worry about the pieces that don't sell. Um, and eventually, you know, some people say all pieces will sell at the right price. So if I drop my price low enough, they will sell. But I'm not too worried about trying to sell them right now. That's that's basically what I'm saying. Was there ever a set that was, I guess, for lack of a better word, a winner? Where you're like, this is a good set. This is, you know, this is kind of a honey hole of a set. And then... Mm-hmm. It, let's just say zombie cave uh, out of example and you know it retires and then you're like oh my gosh like like that's my like the pieces in that one set are are my money maker and you have to you know wait you know i don't want to say years because you haven't been doing it for years but you know you've had to wait some time or or maybe you know the well went dry with with a set you have already and you're just waiting you know, I don't know, you've been waiting three or four months already. And, and, you know, you see May the 4th releases or something like that. And you're like, okay, finally, I'm going to be back in business with, you know, one of my top 10 sellers. Um, Occasionally I do, I've had that happen, but again, I've only been, I've only had my store for 10 months. So if you ask me that in four years, I'd be able to tell you. (laughs) more but there there are certain parts that i wish i had more of and they're in certain sets that i can't get at a decent price anymore so that's something you know but again if those parts sell well i will look for other sources other than buying the whole set because if i buy a whole set just for that piece i have to spend all the time sorting it partying it out putting it away and on top of that, I'll I'll have paid for all these other parts that may or may not do well, just for that part. So what I end up doing is I'll buy it straight from Lego if their price is good, or I buy it from other Brickling sellers. I'll just buy it from someone. Say let's let's say part is um, you know fifty cents on Bricklink the last six months average, and there are people who will sell at forty cents or even twenty five cents in in like 10 only 10 pieces but i'll go to their store buy those 10 and buy a whole bunch from my list and that 50 cent part usually i'll have it listed at two dollars so to me you know there's profit there you know so if i buy 25 cents but if i go out and buy a set for 25 dollars or 30 dollars just for one of those pieces it's not really worth my time you know yeah at least at this point because my store has so many parts that buying that set again won't add more variety it'll just add the same parts into my store does that make sense yeah 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 yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. um another viewer question um can you make a good living or is it more of a side gig um i started off to go full time with it because my main business uh, went dry. So I wanted something to, uh, something I could do full time. And if my other business started picking up, I could probably just kind of do both, which is kind of happening right now, you know, but it, yeah, you can definitely make a good living. Um, I have shared my numbers on a, 
you know, another channel. But I think as you mentioned in the title, Six Figures, I definitely, um, I think if, if the way things go, you know, like the first quarter, if that repeats itself in the, you know, next three quarters, I'll definitely be beyond six figures. Um, beyond. But, you know, it's, yeah. yeah. So not, be, not seven, no. Right. I, I don't think, it, <laughs> I don't think many stores can hit seven figures. Um, hey, let me tell you, yeah. the day you hit seven figures, uh, you let Shane know he'll produce your YouTube channel and blog. <laughs> uh, is that is that his requirement? Seven figure income? No, no. Is that why he's um, doing yours? No. What, what are you trying to say, Jim? No. <laughs> um, so real quick, I mean, we talked about the Cara Dune set, all right? Mm-hmm. Let's let's you know talk about that set at its peak, the minifig, you know. How much that's it? Let's say you got for 40 bucks. We'll we'll leave the tax out. You know, once you sell that Cara Dune minifig at its peak, parting out, how much is the rest of that set worth? Would you say? Okay, I'll I'll go to Bricklink right now. It's 75254. <laughs> I still have that memorized. Huh. Just because um, that's, that's next level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, next level if, is I'll I'll name off all the part numbers in that set. Oh well. Yeah. Which I'm sure you <laughs> could do. No, I can't. I don't have that kind of memory. But okay, so it's ninety-five dollars for all the parts. Going by the last six months uh, sales average. So no. if you buy at forty, you know that's kind of you know, most people won't touch it at forty dollars, right? Um, but because of the Caradune figure, I think a lot of people went out and spent the forty dollars because that one figure, if you can sell it for twenty-five, the rest of the set only costs you fifteen bucks. So out of the ninety-five, you just subtract twenty-five. You have seventy. So the part out then, if you if you take away Caradune. The part out is fifteen dollars to get seventy, which is pretty good. So yeah. sometimes you can look at it that way. If you just look at the minifigures, how much they're worth, and subtract that from the equation, the parts a lot of times will part out for three times or more. So people will be willing to do, to do that because the figures are easy to sort and sell. You just pick one thing and then sell it. It's a lot easier than picking you know, hundred different parts, trying to bag them and sell them. Gotcha. And if you're like, uh, I think Pops is in the channel, Pops Block Shop, he sells on eBay. So he gets a lot more money with his figs. So he can, he can, you know, go below the three times part out because in reality, he'll get three times after selling the figs on eBay. Right. Yeah. Right. Do you but, have a busy season? I mean, is it like Q4 on whole sets and investing in, in, in Amazon and sealed sets? Like, is it like, you know, there's prep or, you know, it's time to put your seatbelt on where we're going to go out there and get it? Or is it, you know, I, I'm sure you would see a bump, uh, but, you know, there are some resellers that will say, you know, 50% of their annual sales 
are in Q4 or the last wow. weeks, yeah. year. Is it the same way for BrickLink? No, I think Q1 is pretty good for BrickLink because um, I think because it's colder in a lot of places, so people are stuck inside. the The adults are, so they're working on their uh, creations now. When it's warmer out, you know, they might people might tend to go out more, so they're not on Lego. And Q4 again for parts, Q4 was pretty good for me, but again, that was that's my first Q4, so I can't really tell tell you that much. And my store had been growing since I started, so my sales have always gone up every month up to January, and then it started dropping in February and March. Um, but January so far has been my best month, and I did um, over eighteen thousand in sales. So. And to do that much in January, that's pretty good. Yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah. You, you, if, if you sell whole sets on Amazon, you're kind of writing off the coattails. It, it, Q4, it, it's it's like having that extra month of, of, of in Q4 if you have a Bricklink store and, and you're killing it in January. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, viewer question, what do you do with the box and manual after you part out? Do you sell those too? Great question. I throw away the boxes and the manuals, I give them to a friend who has a Brickling store too. And he's, I just give it to him. I don't even charge him for it. He lists some on uh, Bricklink and lists some on eBay. But you could make money with them if you hold on to them for maybe five years, you know, after they retire and you know it's gone through and people want like the a new condition box or manual but again they take up so much space they're heavy so i don't yeah i don't bother with them that's a hustle idea though for someone watching you can hit up every bricklink store email them ask oh, them yeah. to send you all their manuals yeah <laughs> there, there's one store and um they put all their manuals for one penny and wow. uh and still they weren't selling them. So, yeah, they sold some here and there, but then when they do sell it, you know, they have to go find it. So in the end, they just got rid of that, that price point and threw away most of their manuals, just kept one or two of every set. Do you have, like, is there any way, David, to, to think about, um, the buyer persona in, in detail in terms of like, are there more people going to BrickLink to, to build mocks and to build interesting creations or are there, you know, just as many people going there that lost a couple of pieces in a, a set that they had and they're trying to replace them. Is there any way to kind of figure out, I guess, you know, who the average buyer is or is it, you know, mix of everything? Yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to figure it out. I think Lego would know. I think one of the reasons why they Lego bought BrickLink is so they have the data on that. They they know who's buying, what kind of parts they're buying. You know, there's so much data now. After you know, over a year, I think a year and a half they've owned BrickLink. I I would say for my store, most of the people who buy from me are using the want list and they're creating a custom mock or something. 
not so much buying pieces from a set. I, I, I don't think, it doesn't seem like it, but again, I, I wouldn't know, I just see the parts. But yeah, I think most of the time it, they're trying to create something. A lot of times I'll, I'll see some build and I know it's a race car. They have four wheels, four rims, you know, they have four tires, they have four wheel wells, and they got a steering wheel, a couple of chairs, and, a, and two windshields. I know that's, they're building a car. You know? <laughs> and I, I get that like once or twice a week. So I know those do well. So I do like the speed champions when I part them out because I know those parts will sell. Um, yeah. And then sometimes someone comes along and buys, you know, a hundred pieces of, of, of this one color and this one piece and that's it. And I'm not sure what they're doing with it. it maybe it's a custom build. Uh, maybe they're selling on eBay. Uh, I do know a couple of people, you know, just from their name and their PayPal account, they have a website under their account and they sell custom mocks like Star Wars mocks or military tanks, whatever. So they're buying parts from Bricklink to create those kits to sell. And they yeah. buy from me because, and I know they keep coming back because all my parts are very in very good condition. I pack each lot separately if, if they ask for it. So it just saves them time and the hassle. You know, if they if they try and go cheap, they they, they probably know they'll probably end up with some used parts that are listed as new and they can't put that in their kits. That's interesting because <clears throat> you know, I always thought to myself, and I've ordered in the past, not a lot, just a few sets. And I said to myself, I would never buy used bricks and then you know batman is my favorite theme and and i thought to myself well the tumbler you know i don't want the tumbler to look pristine like, like i want it to look a little bit chipped i want it to, <laughs> i want it to look like it, it's been on the road and has some miles so if i were to you know do a mock of the tumbler and, and, and not the one that lego sold but but there are other ones online that people sell uh the the plans for i i thought about you know, pulling the trigger on used black bricks <laughs> just for that. Uh, or you can use stickers and make it look old and rusty. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I could use those, uh, those stickers on the Ecto-1 uh, that yeah. I'm not going to put on there and throw it on <laughs> the Tumblr. Uh, David, since you mentioned uh, Lego's purchase of, of BrickLink, I, I jumped down the list a little bit here and pulled up that, that question uh, yeah. from Bill. So has, have you noticed any changes on BrickLink? Is there anything different um, since they bought it? Uh, to be honest, I haven't noticed anything drastic, but I know just from talking to other sellers that they have cleaned it up a lot. So a lot of the errors or duplicates or the wrong entries, they're cleaning that up consolidating um, lots and they did get rid of all the custom stuff like um, brick arms. You know, if, if you were selling different guns on there, not made by Lego, but any of the custom bricks uh, that Bricklink used to sell, now you are no longer able to, you have to sell everything Lego brand, nothing else. So that's probably a big change for a lot of those sellers who have those. They basically can't sell them anymore. They they have to create their own web page and maybe sell it through that, or maybe sell through Brick Owl. I don't know. If Brick Owl has that. That's another platform, which is interesting. A lot of people, I think, have gone to Brick Owl because they're not charging sales tax. Whereas yeah, I, I, I heard that there's a big yeah. hubbub over that. 
Yeah, and I recently just got into brick freedom, so I can start selling brick out if I wanted to. I just haven't had that set up. That's awesome. And another one here from from Nathan. Um, I've recently started buying Magic the Gathering collector mm -hmm. booster boxes. Do you diversify at all into other collectibles? Not yet. Everything's just Lego for now. I I do di diversify in Lego. I have used. I have new. I have minifigs. Um, I have new sets. So I don't know if people don't know, but I'm also part of Jim's Patreon. So I've started investing in just Lego sets recently in the past month or two. And I'm telling you, I, I like that a lot more than the BrickLink model. <laughs> yeah. It is a waiting game because I'm, I'm basically done buying. I spent all my money. And I'm like, what can I do now? I'm like, I, I'm just very antsy. I need to do something. Maybe right. I'm just used to parting out sets and picking orders. But it's nice. Right. You just buy the sets and you just wait. <laughs> but I imagine, like, so I actually, um, I run a, a, a used book uh, selling business as well on the side. And the way I kind of look at that is books are a bit more year round and it's a bit more of an active business. So, you know, that's something we can keep kind of income coming in and then move that income into Lego. So is that kind of the way you're thinking about it when you, you know, you have your Brickling store as more of the active year round, um, you know, yes. pay, putting bread on the table and then the, the seal sets more for kind of grow it over time as an investment. Yeah, that's actually exactly, that's exactly what I was um, uh, thinking when I, when I was watching Jim's videos before I got into it. I'm like, okay, I'm making all this money with BrickLink and I don't need to spend that much money. So what am I going to do with all the extra? And I can't grow that much more. If I'm buying $5,000 of Lego sets every month, it's going to take me forever to part them out, add to my store. Plus, I'd run out of room eventually. So I figured I could try doing the new sets. You know, it's, it's pretty easy to spend $5,000. $5,000 on new sets. You can do that yeah. one day. Um, <laughs> and uh, so that's kind of, yeah, like you said, that's, that's a, the Bricklink's my active, you know, consistent income. And then the sets, the new sealed sets would be the investment vehicle. Yeah. Another great one here uh, from Jason. On average, how many hours a day do you spend sorting out parts? I have not parted out a set for, I think, almost two months. Just wow. once I hit 900-some thousand and I got into Lego investing with new sets, I was like, okay, no more parting out. I'm going to just resupply with with um, Lego directly or other Brickling sellers. That's basically, and if I get sets real cheap, I'll just hold on to it and sell it, uh, you know, after it retires. That's the strategy I'm doing now. It works for me. I don't recommend that for other sellers because I have 12,000 different lots. I have 940,000 pieces. So I can go that route, uh, but for someone just starting off, they want to buy sets and part out because you get the variety. You know, if I'm parting out a set, 
I probably only add 10 new pieces to my store. So it's not worth worth me uh, putting that much money in five diff five multiples of that set just for the extra 10 pieces. It would make more sense if I just went straight to Lego or to other Brickling sellers and bought the pieces that are a little bit on the cheaper side. If they're overpriced, I'm not gonna touch them for now. Right. And a lot of times the new pieces generally don't sell that well because the custom builders haven't figured out how to use them yet. Uh, it's the plates, bricks, tiles, the stuff that's been around for years uh, that, that do well. So I already have plenty of those. So let's talk about base plates. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it was a few months ago. Uh, well, I, actually, I think it was September. And, and there's a reselling buddy that we I chat with occasionally. And we're just talking about sets that we have and what we think we'll do. And he says to me, he, he said that he was started dabbling in base plates. And, you know, I just started shaking my head because I'm like, you know, I really don't want to go down that rabbit hole. I'm sure <laughs> that, that there's probably money in there because I've seen there was, you know, maybe a two or three week period where I saw on one of the Lego forums, people just, they just wouldn't let base plates die. They just kept on talking about it. And I don't know if it was because, you know, there was these blue base plates that came out, I heard, or, you know, I, I know there's a new road uh, base plate, or, or maybe it's it's different from the older road. I, I don't know. I, I don't have a, a whole city yet. I don't even know if my whole city will have roads. But, you know, how much do you see potential for base plates? I'm, I'm sure you've sold quite a few, right? Um, I've probably sold three base plates. Really? And are you talking about the, the big ones? The, I think it's a 32 by 32, 32 right. studs by 32. Because I, a lot of the sets that I open up don't have those base plates. Okay. I, and uh, if, you, if I'm just buying at retail or even on discount and trying to sell it at retail, you know, to be competitive, I'm not really making any money after fees. Okay. Um, now, another thing, though, the road plates, the road base plates that Lego retired and they went to this new road with the tiles and everything where you have to build it, I think those will do well. If you bought a whole bunch of them, Last year, I think in a year or two, they're gonna they're gonna be worth a lot more than what you paid, just because Lego is not making them and they're not selling them. And anyone who prefers the older, you know, method of building roads, they would they would jump on that. They would buy it, even if it's a little bit more. Because gotcha. in the end, it will still probably be cheaper than trying to build your own road with the parts. Yeah. All right. I have sold the smaller base plates. They're actually just plates. They're not base plates. 16 by 16 or 8 by 16. I've sold some at $12 each, which is more than a regular base plate. You know, it's very interesting how <laughs> certain pieces will sell more than the bigger ones. How much initial capital did I have? I, I, I put in a lot of money when I started. I would say probably close to $30,000. So I didn't have to mortgage a house, you know, but 
<laughs> so, um, yeah. I don't want to go there, but I'm going to. And if you don't want to answer this, you do not have to answer this. Mm-hmm. But, you, you know, I'm sure you know what I might be talking about. I have had plenty of Skype conversations with gentlemen who are Lego investors. And the topic comes up of the spouse. Uh, and the spouse is kind of scratching their head about, you know, what this endeavor is about to, you know, do. I, I was just curious, you know, and again, you don't have to answer the question. <laughs> you, you know, was was your wife like, oh, that's a great idea. I, I want to help you too. Or was she like, are you really sure you want to do this? <laughs> well, um yeah, I can go there. It's not it's it's not an issue for me. Over the years, you know, I've had a lot of hobbies and have have gone deep in all those hobbies. So, my wife kind of knows me and knows that, you know, what I how I how deep I go and she kind of she sees me go into something new and get interested in it. She kind of probably braces herself like, uh-oh. So she's used to it. And the problem is a lot of hobbies in the past were just that, hobbies and uh, just spending money, you know. Usually I don't spend a ton. But with Lego, I went in deep, you know, put in a lot of money. And like I said, the 30000 I probably half of that went in before I even considered a Brickling store. It was just like collecting, and I wasn't sure what I wanted to do with it yet, whether to hold and sell or sell right away or break link. And at that time, we didn't have any income because we had savings, but we didn't have any income because of the pandemic. So I mentioned, hey, maybe I'll do break link. And she's like, okay, yeah, let's do that. And we started parting out sets. She was very supportive. She did almost half as much, half the work, you know, almost as much as me, sometimes more. We'll part out set and she does most of the parting and I'll just put everything away in the drawers. And she enjoys that. And then picking orders, she does, she picks all the orders and I pack them up. That's kind of our, you know, our roles in the business. And I I wouldn't be able to do it without her help. You know, if, if I did it myself, it would take me twice as long. By this by this point, I'd probably only be at half, you know, of, of what I am now. So it helps to have someone help you. You know, certain weeks when we were just parting out sets, we did maybe 50 hours that week and we added 50,000 parts. You know, we it was cranking. I mean, the first few months I added 200,000 parts a month until I hit about 600,000 and it was more like 100,000 a month. So within six months, I almost hit 1 million parts uh, just from new sets, not not pick a brick. You know, the pick a brick wall at Lego? Yeah. Um, I could go there and just buy cups and cups of it and add 200,000 parts to my store, but I didn't, I didn't go that route, you know? And she's okay with it. And now that we're making like decent money at it, she's like, oh, wow, you know? She, she she's she, she's i'm pretty sure she's pretty happy about it and i've basically replaced my income from my previous business uh, to the point where i actually don't want to go back and go full-time i probably do a little bit here and there 
And I, I enjoy doing the Bricklink store a lot more. It's just more relaxing, less stressful. That's so amazing to hear. I just yeah. I just love hearing that, you know, when when people start something new and, and scale up a business, that it, <laughs> you know, it, it frees them from the nine to five or, or whatnot or or the other business that they prefer to kind of move away from. That's uh it's great to hear. Uh, we have a question from Calvin. How do you source kits in high quantity without upsetting the stores? I think this is a relevant one for our audience of of uh, new Lego set sellers. Um, you know, stores getting upset is a common issue. What are your thoughts on that one? I've only had one store really, like a uh, Target. I was going to say, was it Target? <laughs> yeah, that limit my purchase. Um, I, what I went set was there, it? I, Oh no! I went there to buy a bunch of the Harry Potter moments. It just recently, you know, the the book. Yeah. The, they have yeah. four different ones, and I grabbed everything they had on the shelf. They were the only place that had had those then, and I like those parts. The part out value for those sets were at least two times. Some were two and a half. So for me, that was good enough for for those parts. And I heard as I was putting them into my car, I heard someone in the electronics section, which is right next to the Lego aisle, kind of speak into his mic or something. And I just heard the word reseller. And I'm like, oh, I've never heard that. I've heard stories, but I've never had that happen to me. And when I went to check out, the, the, they were ready for me. They're like, you can only buy one. I'm like, one? Like one set all together or one of each? And and she didn't even know. She had to call the manager. And the manager said, you can only get one of everything. I'm like, okay, that's fine. So I just got one of everything. And I know, Jim, you told me uh, I should at least try and negotiate three, right? Because Yeah, website say, hey, hey the website has three. How, how, or, and, and, you know, I usually they'll say yes. I, I think, actually, I think every time they say yes. And something I didn't say in the video, but I, I would think, and, and let me tell you, I use this term with anything because I'm not, I don't sell cars now, but I, I deal a lot with pricing with customers. So yeah. if, if any, if I said three and the manager would say no, I would say, how about this? You know, the website says three, you say no. How about meet me halfway? How about two? Because you're already <laughs> there, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, and, and that way the manager could still feel in control. And, and that's what it's all about. Yeah. It, it, it's yeah. all about control for them. And it's, jealousy. Yeah. I, I I don't care. I will, right, yeah. that, that is a hill I will die on. It's jealousy. <laughs> <laughs> with uh, with yeah. respect to any retail managers that may be watching. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and the funny thing is, uh, I think within that same week, I went to Costco and bought, and I saw a bunch of the the new Tie Fighters yeah, for thirty dollars there, and they're retailing for forty. And the part out value is $96 on that set, or was. It's probably gone down a little bit. But I could buy a 30 and the parts are worth 96. So I wanted to buy out, you know, buy everything. I was like, oh, I don't want them, I don't want to get in trouble. So I only bought, I think I bought 12. And that's still a lot, you know, just for a regular right. person. And I went up, checked out, and then the the lady asked me, are these for resale? I'm like, no, I'm just building it. Yeah. And, and later I found out they love it when you when you buy resale because yeah. they don't give you tax exemption. So I, yeah. ended up, I ended up getting a business account and got my tax exempt number. And every time I go up, I'm like, this is for resale. And then they just fill out the form and I 
I don't have to pay taxes. When I went to Costco, it I felt like they rolled out the red carpet for me because, you know, the guy said, well, he already said, you, you know, do you have tax exempt? And I'm like, oh, you guys do that? Great. And, and he's like, are there any sets that you would like me to, you know, see if we have it? And he said, you know, the only drawback is that, that uh, you would have to buy by the pallet. And I was like, oh, darn, buying things <laughs> at 20, 30% by the pallet of a, a set I want, that is okay but <laughs> yeah if there's no choice right. <laughs> it's amazing um let's see so we had um we had a comment not a not a question from pops block oh, shop yeah. oh, he I buys from car. me yeah is pops <laughs> like to price everything really competitively so i buy i and he does a good job he keeps all his parts pretty clean and um, it's like when you find a store that's reliable and has good parts, uh, you know, you tend to go back and plus he gives free shipping for $20 orders or more. Amen. You can't beat that. And you know, Jim with shipping, you got, you got, you know, you got caught with all that shipping when you did the, did that brick. I did. Set, right? I, did. Yeah. I was like, you know, and, and, you know, as soon as I was done with that first bricklink video, I, I I was like, oh, I should have, you know, thought of shipping. And, and then, you, you know, five minutes later, I get bombarded with these comments like, he's not factoring shipping. And I'm like, dude, it's my first time. I, trust me, you know, I hold myself yeah. accountable. You'll 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 hear it. <laughs> that's that's where Bricklink gets you with shipping. So I'll go in, and this the seller has all the parts below market price, and but they don't have that much. Right. stuff I can buy. So I'll spend $10 buying those parts, which is about 10% less. So it's a 90% market. So I'm thinking, oh, I'm getting a 10% discount on these parts. Uh, after shipping, it turns into 50% more than market price. So it's, you know, shipping can really get you on breaking. And that's why if you have a big store with variety, people will tend to buy from your store because they don't have to pay shipping five times from five different stores. They'll just right. pay it once. And also I, I offer shipping $4. So I try and just cap it at $4 and the free shipping at a certain price point, but nowhere near as good as uh, what pops does. So he's, he's doing some crazy sales. If you check his channel his uh, his last month's sales was, was insane. It's, for, for a store his size is really good. Um, yeah. So you were talking about the TIE Fighter, right? And, you know, it was, I think, 20% off or, or something like that. And um, yeah. it had a resale value, the parts of, of 90-something. Is that Was that something that was like, as soon as I break it down and I part it out, that entire set will be gone in a matter of weeks? Or are there some parts that will you know, maybe 75% of those parts will sell over the course of six months. 10% will sell over the course of a quarter after that. And th the remaining will sell out, out a quarter after that. Yeah. Like you said, um, that's how it works. You, you really sell all your pieces in a short period of time. If you price it at uh, six months average, generally within a month or two, you'll sell maybe half up to half of the parts and it'll be the best half. That's the problem. Right. 
Right. Yeah. And then the rest may or may not sell for time. It, you just have to have the right buyer at the right time. You have the right combination of parts. So that's why if you're doing bricklink, you want three times or more because you're not going to get three times or more. You're going to, if you sell half of those parts, you'll get 50% more than what you put in. You know, so again, it's, and you're left with parts that could still make money in the future. Right. But you're more guaranteed that you you at least break even. So, okay. yeah. But with BrickLink, I think a lot of people aren't going that route, going the new route, unless they can source the, the sets really cheap and get five or six times part out value. Most people are doing used, and that's where um, the margin is best. You know, if you're buying Lego at $4 a pound, uh, the parts are worth maybe $40 a pound after you've sorted, listed, and sold them. So you're getting 10 times, even 20 times, uh, you know, you're, if you're doing used. But the problem with used, you're spending probably five times to 10 times more time compared to doing new sets. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Unless you have great. a system, you know, you right. people have outsourced the sorting and uh, listing and everything, and and that works. You know, there are a few stores I know of that do it really well. Yeah, um, I'm just gonna show a, a couple of comments here, catching up sure. as we were talking there. Um, so Daniel, I'm a college student, and just want to say your videos have really helped me this uh, this year. Um, thank you, Daniel, for that. We have. Um, <laughs> comments about when we were talking about the spouse support. Yeah, I know, David. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I know my family and girlfriend thought I was crazy when I first had a 100 pounds bulk bought, lots of money sunken <laughs> in drawer units. Um, that's fantastic. Um, so, David, and just to uh, start to kind of close things out, this has been a fantastic hour, and, and I've learned a lot. I think a lot of people here have, have, have learned a lot. Um, what is your... Uh, what's your plans for the future? Or what does the future look like for you? You mentioned that you re you enjoy BrickLink kind of, um, you know, and you want to really scale out or continue to to do that as a as a more full time gig, and move a little more into um, into the sales set side. Is that kind mm. of where you're going to take things, or is there other ventures you're thinking of as well? Yeah, for now, yeah, like you said, um, I am going to be putting more time and money into the sealed sets part of uh, Lego investing. Not so much into my Brickling store anymore. I basically going to just maintain the store until maybe one day I eventually I'll sell it or uh, just do a huge sale and sell most of the parts off, something like that. Uh, but after putting all that time um, and money in, I feel I should at least try and milk this a little bit longer than trying to, you know, <laughs> sell it off. Uh, so yeah, I, I see myself doing this for another year at the minimum, maybe more at the same time doing the sealed sets um, and not just sealed sets. I'm trying to go into other products as well, just as a, as retail arbitrage. Um, I haven't gone into books, so I'm curious about, books so yeah let's talk uh, yeah 
Yeah, that, that's great. We'll do one last question from the, the comments. And then, Jim, if you have a last question, um, we can close it out there. Um, Zachary asks, yeah. and I think this is a like it, it's touching on a, a great broad question for anyone who's thinking about starting BrickLink, um, you know, but maybe you don't have much money to invest in it. Um, you know, is there a risk there? Do you so you mentioned you, you invest a 30K to, to start off? Do you think that that's necessary? Can you start slower and grow it kind of a little bit over time? What would be the starting capital that you think that you would absolutely need to be successful? Um, or any other words of wisdom, I guess, for anyone who's thinking about uh, yeah. getting started? Yeah, if, if you're going to used parts, you definitely need more capital. And I, I would recommend at least 10,000, maybe 20,000 if you're going to uh, new parts. Now, if you're just starting off and have maybe $500, $1,000, then I would recommend getting used. You know, with $1,000, if you know know what you're doing, um, <laughs> you, can, you can get about 200 pounds of uh, used parts. And that should be, uh, yeah, let's see. I'm going to do the math on here. I can't do it in my head. That should be about 80,000 parts, and that's not bad. Um, that'll get you off to a good start. You know, you can talk, uh, someone else in the ch in the chat here, David West, um, you know, he said he got the 100 pounds and a bunch of drawers, and I think that's where he started. And he did pretty well, you know, at the, at the beginning. Um, he's still doing well, he's growing his store. And, he's made his money back and he's just growing for me i put in a lot of capital and everything every bit of uh profit i've made i put right back in so i actually have not broken even yet even though i'm successful i'm making a lot of sales but within a year a month not a year a month or two i will have uh, paid off all my initial investment and everything would be profit i'll have close to a million parts all paid for which is, you know, to me, that's pretty, pretty neat. Just have that much. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely yeah. don't recommend getting into BrickLink unless you have time and money. Um, or you either, you need, you need a lot of time or a good amount of money. Uh, but if you have neither, then definitely don't get into BrickLink. Just buy a few, <laughs> buy a few, um, Buy a few sets, buy a bunch of those battle packs that are really cheap and wait a couple of years and they should go up in value. Yeah, that's great. Um, my last kind of thing just to, to call out is uh, we have the flipping accountant here um, in the chat and he's actually going to be our next guest. So two weeks from now, uh, we'll be talking to Justin, uh, flipping accountant. So make sure you tune in for that one. Um, Jim, do you have any last questions before we close out? I, well, I got a ton, but but I, I have one that I, I is just killing me to ask. So you said that you haven't really done a lot with your parts over the last couple months because you have 900,000 pieces. Is that right? Or parts? Um, my question I is... Haven't, you, I haven't opened a new set to, right, to add right. parts. Yeah. Right. Do you have like a limit in your head? Like, okay, I'm not going to start parting things out again until it dips to 700,000 or, you know? 
No, I don't have a number in my head. Um, the number I had in my head was 1 million parts. And I really wanted to get there. But I got to 950. And then I, I started watching your videos. And I'm like, oh, crap. I think I'm going to, I won't be able to reach 1 million. And, uh, and then after talking to a couple people uh, about the Lego investing, I decided, okay, I'm I'm gonna go that route. The one million number is just vanity for vanity's sake. Say, oh, I got a million parts. Right. But uh, there's really no difference between nine forty and nine hundred forty thousand and a million. Yeah. Oh yeah, David was right. You need passion. If you don't, and also you have to be a little bit OCD. If you uh, if you can't handle five six thousand different things in drawers and and kind of have a you know oh. able to find them then definitely don't go into bricklink <laughs> unless you're Fantastic. just selling sets yeah uh david we got one um last question here to shout out your store again it was somewhere in the comments above but um someone asked for where they can buy pieces from you yeah um someone mentioned my store uh, my store is bbb brick store so triple b brick store uh the bbb actually stands for balloons bricks and beyond so that's that's a brand that i will kind of develop over the years i haven't done anything with it yet but my main business is balloons and then uh doing balloon animals balloon creations for events i've been doing that for 12 years uh, so i'm pretty good at it and then bricks you know that makes sense and then beyond could be anything yeah. So you Fantastic. can you can buy from my store, but to be honest, um, you probably don't want to uh, <laughs> because I don't get a lot of buyers that just go straight to my store and buy unless they 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 like the quality because I my prices are definitely on the higher end, um, but I get sales because I have the pieces that people need the combination like I said earlier. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, well, this has been a, a ton of fun, David. Thank you so much for your time. Um, you know, it's 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 been a great episode one, I think, and and you know, exploring the world of Bricklink as well um, here on this channel because we we haven't really dug in on that. Um, you know, I think a lot of people are going to find it very useful. Thank you for sharing uh, your story. I think we're we're going to be excited as well to see where you where you take the other side of your business, the the sealed set side, and uh, looking forward to chatting a bit more in the future. Mm-hmm. Thank you for Jane, having me. Jim, anything you. else? Are you good? That's it, my friend. All right. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We'll have another live cast in about two weeks' time. Um, so stay tuned for that. Have a great night. Thanks, everyone. Good night, guys.